Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, uh, January, I was going to say December, January 6, 2023, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we uh, get ready for a Friday here in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. We will have a game a game tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube as Spring Mills travels to Martinsburg. Um, but Colin, last night we had a girls' game in Musselman hosting Hedgesville, and Musselman won 51 to 16. Yeah, it was a dominating performance by Musselman. Everybody that was dressed for the Lady Appleman got into the game and also scored. So something to be positive about offensively and then defensively holding Hedgesville to 16 points, shutting them out in the third quarter as well was another thing to be positive of for the Lady Appleman who are now 2-5 and five overall, 1-0 and oh in the EPAC and Hedgesville, you just got to keep rebuilding and shaking each game off and trying to find the positives as best as you can. And I guess starting with one would have been uh, in the fourth quarter after being shut out in the third quarter, you're able to get eight points and double what you had in the first half to get to the total of 16. And then Amelia Fouch's uh, rejection was pretty cool. So Yeah, that was, that was like a volleyball spike, which yeah. is funny because they were at Muslim. It's true. And Between two of the top volleyball teams. <laughs> at Giselle and Musselman, yeah, the exactly. top volleyball schools but in the state. it was basketball. That was a funny night there. Uh, Nick, any impressions you saw from watching back here? Um, I mean, not a whole lot to take away in a dominating game like that. I mean, Musselman played well. I thought it would be a closer game than what it ended up being based on the fact that the two teams' records weren't too different. So I think it shows, one, that Hedgesville has a long way to go before they're going to be competitive in the EPAC because, uh, you know, only a team that has one other win or one more win than you beats you 51-16. to 16. It's it's tough to uh, try to take a ton of pauses from it, but, I mean, they're going to get better. We know Coach Faircloth knows how to build a program. It's just going to take a little bit for Hedgesville. Um, but I was impressed that Musselman really came out and dominated because I wasn't expecting it to just be a complete blowout. I thought Hedgesville would make it at least close for a half and they weren't able to do that. So give credit to the Musselman defense and intensity uh, to get up for a game like that and get that win. Yeah, it was a 9 nothing start to the game for the Lady Appleman and that put them on the course they were where they were able to get the 51-16 to victory. Elsewhere around the EPAC last night in girls basketball, Spring Mills all over Martinsburg, 71-29. to That was kind of uh, not totally expected. I think I thought it would be a little bit closer. I don't know. I, I know Martinsburg just got the upset win against Jefferson, <clears throat> but th- this Spring Mills team, from what we've seen in kind of starting even into last year, Spring Mills is starting to get on a whole nother level compared to everybody else in the Eastern 
panhandle, the full court press that they're able to do to force turnovers is something that so far in the Eastern panhandle we have not seen anybody truly figure out how to break. And offensively, the youth and the growth that we've got to see very quickly from Spring Mills, too, has really established this program as a special team in the state. Yeah, I think heading into the year, we might have thought that Jefferson was kind of close to the tier that Spring Mills is as a team, and we thought that they would be the two best teams with Washington kind of closely behind. But I think it's clear uh, based on this start to the year and based on last night's score and what we've seen so far in the EPAC, it's Spring Mills and everybody else. So you're fighting for that second you know, playoff spot. Uh, and for Spring Mills' perspective, how do they get out of the first round of the playoffs? How do they compete with some of the top teams in the state will really be what they're focused on because you don't see any way that they don't make it out of regionals. I mean, I know that has to be their first focus and first priority, but when you're talking about this team's future and where they're at, already right now and just how dominant it appears that they're going to be in the EPAC uh, there's just no other team that can compete with them they have a really solid starting five they have players off the bench that could probably start for some other teams so they have everything you're looking for really in in a team to dominate at least this conference Um, the question will be do they have enough to go all the way and win a state championship and uh, according to some potential there i think for them to go on and win it according we'll to one they might we'll see tv 10 awesome. uh, analyst jim klein texted us this morning at the bright time hour of seven fifty nine a.m spring mills girls is legit the two guards who transferred and ava underwood who also transferred they will be undefeated in epac play they're the muscleman volleyball of girls basketball this season everyone will be fighting for second he says yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not aware of all the teams in the state and how good they are uh, compared to Spring Mills, but they certainly have a ton of talent there, and it's young talent, so they'll still be a factor for the next couple of years, yep. at least under uh, Coach Gosk, who's really just done a tremendous job with that program. Yeah, very much so, and uh, Jefferson gets a win in the girls' side last night, 49-36 to over St. Marie Goretti out of Maryland. Uh, another a win for them after a loss to Martinsburg earlier this week. And I said yesterday, that's exactly what they needed, a bounce-back game, focus on yourself, and refocus for getting back into conference play after getting a win against a private school at a state. You got to fine-tune some things, hopefully, and win. So now, hopefully, they're back on the right track to be one of the top teams in the EPAC. Yeah, and we'll move over to boys basketball here. Spring Mills travels down the road to Martinsburg to take on the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs obviously come in falling to Jefferson to open EPAC play. Spring Mills comes in six and one, a lone loss on the season, a sixty-eight to fifty-eight, excuse me, loss at Park South. Uh, they beat Greenbrier East sixty-nine sixty-three. We were there for that. They beat Millbrook 60 to fifty-nine to start the season. A 79-44 win over Buchanan Upshur, an 86-36 win over Clear Spring, a 72-62, win over South Hagerstown. Uh, so it's kind of easy to say they've really dominated their last three games. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Spring Mills is a talented team. But I think there's quite a few storylines going into this one. I think the clear and obvious one 
for me is that this is where Spring Mills' season ended a year ago. Yeah. And not Uh only did it end in that game, we know all the stuff that led into it, right? And and all the kind of off-the-court drama, I guess you could say, that Spring Mills brought upon themselves and uh, did not live up to their own created hype. So I think they're out to prove again. Like, they felt like they were disrespected last year. Now you head into this year, you you got kind of a low preseason ranking by the AP – um, this isn't the same Martinsburg team. It's a young, you know, team that doesn't have any of the same players except for Avion Blackwood, really, that played a significant role. But it's a uh, a team that clearly in that game against Jefferson, you know, given a few mistakes here and there, could have pulled off of an upset or at least kept it close down the stretch, but uh, played really good for three quarters against a really good Jefferson team. So. You can't overlook them if you're Spring Mills. And I think with how you built up this game last year, and that's still probably on the Spring Mills players' minds, is, hey, this is Martinsburg. We got our first ever win over Martinsburg a year ago. We really want to take it to them. And I think that's going to head into this game and really build up some hype. But Martinsburg still proved uh, when it mattered that they were the better team in this side of the section. So... I think there's a few storylines headed in there, and and it's definitely going to be, I think, an intense atmosphere with that kind of being in the back of the players' minds, even for the guys that didn't play a role on Martinsburg's team a year ago. I'm sure they were either at the game or on the bench, as we know a few of them were. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking the words right out of my mouth, Nick. That was the top storyline that I was going into and going as far, even though better matchups this year could potentially be Hedgesville Spring Mills those two teams against Jefferson but I think by far because of what happened last year in sectionals this is the most intriguing matchup that we're going to have this year because it's at Martinsburg and that's exactly how Spring Mills season ended last year and for those as you mentioned that maybe don't fully remember what happened Tony let's stop hitting the table I wasn't hitting the table. My arms haven't moved, man. I don't know. You banged on the microphone. Let Colin finish his point. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't even... Okay. What? But they thought that they were the better seed, right? Because as we know, out of the three of us, that's all voted on by the coaches. Spring Mills thought they got snubbed, so they intentionally did not use the locker rooms. They stayed until, what, 20 minutes before the game at yeah, Spring did, Mills, showed up to Martinsburg, around. already dressed in the bus, did shoot around at their home court because they felt like the game should be at Spring Mills, got to Martinsburg right at tip-off, basically, and I think I st- I think lost Nick, by double digits. I want to go back and I believe do- they even slammed the ball on the Martinsburg Yeah, it, it was intense. You could tell that there were some hurt feelings by that and i think and we even remember the interview you want to get yeah, into that? I, I, yeah, I mean looking I back on it that, looking that back I'd on it i started the pregame show while he went to do the interview yeah that's true but uh <laughs> looking back on it too i think spring mills definitely probably thinks did we make this maybe bigger than what it was i don't know but at the it's still you know i'm sure dave rogers doesn't forget about that and i'm I sure think anybody does luke samples does doesn't either just because of he knows that his team, uh, you know, I like the fact that he's confident in his team and believes that they get overlooked, but they still have to go out there and prove it. And anytime you're playing Martinsburg at Martinsburg, uh, a win on that court 
against that team, it doesn't matter what year, is a big win. So yeah. you want to go out and prove yourself again this year, you got to go out and get this win. And I think you got to win by double digits too to do what Jefferson did. Yeah, but we'll have all the action for you tonight. 7.30 tip-off, 7 p.m. pregame and talk radio, WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Interviews with both head coaches. Uh, let's see what else is going on around the EPAC. Musselman and Hedgesville taking on each other tonight. That should be a good matchup. It's definitely intriguing because Musselman got its first win uh, the other night. Now, it came against Hampshire. That's not a, uh EPAC school, so it's not a, a team that you necessarily – think about as as one of the powers around here but a win is a win and Musman needed that right yes. because they had so many tough losses early in the year they showed some signs of potentially having some talent on this team just haven't quite figured it out but now you're taking on arguably the most ex- well the most experienced team in the EPAC and arguably the most talented team in the EPAC uh here tonight in Hedgesville so it's a complete opposite teams in terms of roster Messman, we pretty much knew nothing about their team heading into the year. And uh, for Hedges, we're like, how are they going to get all these guys playing time? Yeah. Um, so on paper, it's, you know, a, a great opportunity for Musselman. Um, and for Hedgesville, you want to show that your talent is there and you are the team to talk about in the Eastern Panhandle. So I'm excited for that one as well. Uh, that should be an interesting game. We'll see if Musselman can keep base or if Hedgesville is just going to really dominate things uh, against everybody except for Spring Mills and Jefferson. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Does Hedgesville go out and win by 20-plus like they did against Washington? Or is Musselman going to say, hey, don't forget about us. We still have talent like we did last year to be able to get to the state tournament. It's going to be a fun one. Wish we could obviously cover both, but we can't. We'll keep an eye on it as best as we can, but it's definitely something that deserves to have an eye kept on it because of those two programs and where they're at right now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, moving on. And Musselman Musselman would have ended Hedgesville season, correct? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, Musselman... I did Martinsburg seasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I was thinking that for a second. No, Jefferson ended Hedgesville's. Right, yes. Because Musselman is... Gotcha. But Musselman's in the other... Yes. Section section two, along with Washington and Jefferson. And speaking of Jefferson, they take on St. Marie Goretti tonight. That should be an interesting matchup. Uh, how do you expect them to fare? I know previous history, Goretti typically has a solid boys team, but I think last I looked, they are one and eight this year to start. So I think Jefferson. I thought I read that they were 13 and two. Eight. But that also know, sounded like the wrong one. they are 13 and 2. I, I was looking at the wrong one. Nate, maybe I was Colin, looking at the girls. Maybe because so, I'm looking at the right boys is still solid. That's yeah. a good thing to hear. Which is what's surprising, though, is that they've already played 15 games. I don't know how accurate that is on Max Preps to put them at 13 and 2, but they played a tournament. For in uh, or they played games on the eleven twenty one, eleven twenty five, eleven twenty six, okay. eleven. So yeah, that probably is accurate then. But uh, that's that's just you know it sounds like a decent team at least with the record. So we'll see how Jefferson handles things. I think Jefferson needs to really though, uh, especially early in the game, maybe lack or take down the number of three pointers. It seemed like they were just chucking yeah. up three after three after three. And then once they worked the ball inside to Wyatt Shively, uh, not only did it open up things for them down low, 
in that Martinsburg win, but it opened up those perimeter shots, and, and Gladney and those guys got hot from the perimeter. So maybe try to not force up so many threes. You have great shooters in Shively and Gladney and Jenkins, and I know that you want to get them those looks. That time I scooted it back. So. But you got to be able to use your big guys and get the ball in the post because you that will open up more on the perimeter. It's just a better, more efficient shot, I think, at least early in the game. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. You don't just kind of don't play the game of forcing up threes, take it to the rack, and go in. And, and you know, I think we really saw the evolution of Wyatt Shively in the game on Tuesday night as well because, you know, we just really knew Will Shively as the scorer. Yeah, and I mean, Wyatt, Wyatt Shively's Shively. had some moments yeah. uh, throughout his time. And he obviously he's the younger brother, so, you know, he hasn't gotten – quite as much playing time last year but now he's a starter on this team um like coach lewis said i thought he made a great point about him playing football so he's getting into more basketball shape and getting his legs under him so um if you can really get a low post presence to go along with that shooting on the perimeter it makes jefferson a very formidable team moving forward so uh looking forward to seeing how they do tonight against what appears to be a solid gritty team All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, more hoops, college hoops, WVU taking on Kansas this weekend, Millersville in Shepherdstown, plus some other basketball games around the country. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Into your arms. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric-appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric-accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading health care here and everywhere. 
The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Get, ready, get you ready for this weekend in sports. We'll talk more about college football on Monday with the national championships set to take center stage Monday night. Uh, but uh, we'll talk some college hoops right now. And uh, Colin, Kansas coming to the Coliseum this weekend for the uh, the Mountaineers. Yeah, biggest game of the uh, season for WVU basketball, and they get to start off home opener at the Coliseum in conference play with it. When the Jayhawks come to town, it's always tough. I think I saw the stat that um, WVU has beaten Kansas six times since joining the Big 12 there at the Coliseum. Hopefully they can make it a seventh, but it's going to be tough, obviously. Well, I think, obviously, you know, you're 0-2 in conference play if you're WVU. Uh, So now you have to take on what is – the best program traditionally in the big 12 in kansas so it doesn't get any easier uh for wvu and like we said earlier in the week it seemed like the first two games of conference play were against teams that you should be able to beat or at least split and you didn't split so now you have to you know play some of the tougher teams but again we just saw kansas state knock off texas i believe it was the other day so yep Look, WVU's at home. They are hungry for a win, sitting at 0-2 in the Big 12. Maybe they can pull off a major upset, but it certainly won't be easy against uh, that team and that program and that coaching staff. Do they not put the line, the betting lines, on college anymore on ESPN? I thought they did. Maybe there's just not one for this game. No, there's not for any of the top 25 matchups. I was going to give you the betting line for tomorrow. Interesting. But, uh, let's hear the to- the Mountaineer report from Tony Creedy in the Mountaineer Sports Network. Mountaineer basketball team will try to pull off its biggest victory of the season tomorrow night when they entertain the third-rated Jayhawks of the University of Kansas. KU comes in almost perfect on the season. Bill Self's team is 13-1 and overall. They're 8-0 on the home floor, 2-0 and in true road games, and 3-1 and one in neutral games. Their only loss this season came in the battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas Thanksgiving weekend when they were defeated by the Volunteers of Tennessee, a final score of 64-50. to 50. Now, that's not to say that Kansas has been having its way with its most recent three opponents. Back before Christmas on the 22nd of December, Harvard gave Kansas a game in Allen Fieldhouse before succumbing 68-54. Most recently in league play last weekend, Oklahoma State went down literally to the final seconds of the game before losing 69-67 to the Jayhawks at Allen Fieldhouse. And then earlier this week 
It was Kansas holding on by a score of 75-72 to to defeat Texas Tech in Lubbock. And so, Kansas on the road for the second consecutive game. Their best player, by far and away, is Jalen Wilson, who tinkered around with the idea of going to the NBA after they won the national championship last season. He returned, and it is paying dividends. Wilson leads the Jayhawks at 21 points per game and leads the team in rebounding with eight per contest. And a very talented freshman in Grady Dick, who's second on the team in scoring, hitting 15 points per game and a team best 37 threes. Pre-game tomorrow night begins at 5, tip at 6. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Tony and Colin and Nick. Not ready to get back on the air. I'm ready. I was just beefing with Colin. Yeah, Yeah, you guys were beefing off air there for a minute. Why are you calling us out? Now we'll beef with you. Yeah, that's true. I'm over my beef with Colin. Now I got beef with you. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, you're calling us out for no reason. Is it? Uh, I didn't know if it was the beef from when I walked in with your new nickname today, but we'll leave that off there. I, I mean, I could bring something else up if you want me to. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> All right, Shepard, or excuse me, we'll talk more W. You, you get your matchup predictor. Actually, that's very interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Because I'll, I'll pull it back up. I here think it's for... very interesting because of where Kansas is currently ranked and where West Virginia is currently not ranked. Yeah, at I, the I don't know how the analytics work when it comes to espn but whenever you go onto the espn app and pull up games you get the analytics and the percentages of who they have um predictor wise to win and according to the espn analytics wvu has a 61.2 percent chance of winning compared to kansas at 38.8 percent and it's very it, odd to me for a team Kansas that's yeah, ranked I, I don't know. highly in the country and they're two and zero. They're ranked third in the country, two and zero in, in conference play. West Virginia falls out of the rankings. They're zero and two. That's it. Seemed like it. If it, anything, it would kind of be like you know very very close. Not like sixty to thirty eight or sixty to whatever yeah, it was. I, I don't know. That just what, seemed a little get, outrageous. You think it'd be a little front. bit closer, more even. I'd think Kansas would be favored in the opposite That's side. That's what I'm I saying. I think Kansas at 61.2% Or 55-45. Well, what leads into this matchup predictor? I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure What's the out. the math behind it here? I have no idea what they really put into that stuff because I'm looking look at the team stats and WVU averages more points per game, but that's it. Points against. I'm guessing it has WVU to the has ranking? more points against. Field goal percentage, no. Kansas is better. Rebounds per game, Kansas is better. Assists per game, Kansas is better. Blocks per game, Kansas is better. Steals per game, Kansas is better. And Kansas is just better, period, end of story. Yeah. Hate saying it. I thought so it was going to be the BPI, but WVU is ranked 19th in BPI, and Kansas is ranked 13th. Yeah. I, I don't know, but... Maybe it it's sounds a like a glitch in the system to me. Colin. That does happen with ESPN. That's what I believe it would be. But this can't be real. Okay, what are we transitioning to now? We're transitioning to, um, <laughs> we're transitioning to Shepard as they take on Millersville tomorrow, both on the women and the men's side. Went to Millersville to see what they were on the women's side. They're seven and five. Uh, their first two games of the year, which were obviously not games they were scrimmages i guess 
Are you sure? Exhibition games. They took on number 17, Maryland, and James Madison. Yeah. Yeah, those would be scrimmages. Or exhibitions. Like one of those games, like Marshall would play with Glenville State every yeah. once in a while. or Yeah. But they have it on the website as an official game? Is it like counted into their record? Is that what you're confused about? No, no, to no. The seven it's and just five? You're just weird. bringing up that Millersville. I mean, Shepard played JMU last year. Wasn't yeah, it? well, that it was not more that. It was more the Maryland. Like, also. Didn't they also do Richmond? Maryland's not far from Millersville, so. Kind of makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah, but they went there. But then it's weird because JMU went up to Millersville. Is what this says. It says versus. Maybe they were in the area. Maybe they know the coach. Yeah. There you go. You never know with college basketball connections. But uh, on the women's side, they come in seven and five. Their latest game, they beat Bloomsburg sixty to fifty nine, ending a three game losing streak and losing before that three four out of the last five games. So they're uh, they're coming in off of a big sixty fifty nine win. Shepherd women obviously still looking for their first win of the year. And, uh, you know, who knows what could happen in this game with the way that Aubrey Austin's provided a spark for them, at least in yesterday's or on on Wednesday's game. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be able to explode fully just yet and get Shepard do its first win, even though that would be awesome to to see. But I'm not too confident just yet in Shepard finally getting to that first win, still looking on. Just progress being made, and as we've said before, it kind of almost seems like since the start of the year, this team has almost degressed more than progressed. So, Yeah, I think, though, if Sidney Bowles is healthy, that certainly helps. It gives you another scorer, somebody that you can rely on to make shots and probably put up you know 10 to 15 points. Uh, but with it only being Austin's third game, um, really only her second game that we would expect her to get significant playing time. Um, yeah, that's pretty tough to do. But I do think that it could be on the horizon here that first win if this team's at full strength and, and really gets the right opponent in the right time and maybe they can pull off a win. But, um, you know, with with this weekend i don't know that's still gonna be tough i think to get it this week against millersville but again you never know what will happen and uh you know any given saturday how about that even though this is basketball and they don't play every saturday jim klein comments no different talking about the scheduling of maryland and james madison on the schedule for uh, for millersville women he said no different the wvu scheduling stony brook hugs yeah. has a relationship it is different though because that's a Division One team playing a lower tier Division One team. This is a D two team playing two Division One teams. Yeah, it's a little bit That's different, true. but it's, there's probably it's some it. connections there's, there. I would imagine. I yeah. expect the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know the Maryland's coaches, obviously Brenda Brenda Freeze. Not sure about JMU, but don't know the relationship there with Millersville. But uh, you know. You know, hopefully the Shepherd women can get a win here soon. But I think having Austin uh, on the team that just you know gives you another score. You throw her in with a healthy Sydney Bowles, and there's that's at least two players that I think can consistently get you ten to fifteen. Grant's played well enough that you like to rely on her, and then you have Kara Miner who, who could go off on if she's you know, Haggerty as well. well. So. There's a little bit more potential there for a win, but this team still needs a lot 
to go their way. They needed to play much better on the defensive end as well. It's not all about offense. And uh, it's going to be a process, like we've said all year, about the Shepherd women. And the Shepherd men really need this one. Yes. Yeah. Shepherd men need this one. You just mentioned that there. We'll transition as uh, both teams kind of in the same area. You look at Shepherd men, they're 6-6, six and six, 500 and 500 in conference play. You look at Millersville, they're 7-5, and 4-2 and two in conference play there. They've won their last game. They won seventy to sixty. Prior to that, they'd won. They lost two straight to Pitt, Johnstown, in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Uh, but obviously, you, you mentioned that Nick Shepard really needs to uh, get a win. Yeah, I mean the way you let it slip the other night, uh, that one still hurts. But you got to move on. Um, if you can get this win against Millersville, at least is a team that's kind of right there, like you said, Spencer, in terms of where you are in the standings. It's a winnable game. I think Shepard's proven besides the Pitt-Johnstown game, and if they would have played like how they did in the second half and the first half of that one, uh, they can compete with pretty much anyone in this conference. So now it's about more than competing, though. you got to find a way yeah. to win the game and, mm-hmm. and, and finish down the stretch. and. Hopefully here in the next month or so, Shepard can start doing that, maybe rally together a few wins and get themselves in a better position uh, to make a run in March, which would be awesome to see. But it starts with this one, I think, because after how you let the games go, how you slipped up in the game the other night and obviously should have probably won it, you can't have that and get another loss here. So you really need a win at home against Millersville. Yeah, if they're a good team like we obviously all hope that they are, there needs to be a in this program after the loss that they suffered on Wednesday when you blew a nine-point lead. And Don't hold back, Colin. Went back Say how you really time. feel. This team, when we heard from Coach Namalik, should be better than 6-6 six and six at the start of this year. You've struggled at home, which is something that a program should not do. You're 2-4 and four at home. Please get this win. Get the optimism back in us. Because since you've joined the PSAC, it's not been there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just hasn't been. All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360. Hack Wilson Way, go to Orsinis.com for more on their side of this break. We'll get into the NFL. Commanders and Ravens will be in action. Uh, on Sunday, we'll also talk about the NFL situation going on with Demar Hamlin, uh, plus more coming up after this two-minute break. You're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming, and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. 
You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as we'll have the Commanders on the radio on Sunday, 425 kickoff, 2 p.m. pregame show from the Commanders Radio Network. Their season finale as they take on Dallas. Getting the injury report here uh, via Ethan Kadox of NBC Sports Washington. Out for the Commanders versus Dallas. We've got a long list here, boys. Jonathan Allen. Sadiq Charles, Cornelius Lucas, Brian Robinson, Benjamin St. Just, and James Smith-Williams. Questionable, Cam Curl, Nate Gary, and Andrew Norwell. Jamin Davis is also questionable. Antonio Brown obviously will not play. He was on IR. Antonio Gibson, you mean? Yes. Antonio Antonio Brown Brown. will not play either. (laughs) Antonio Gibson. Thank God. They Um, might help. (laughs) No. No. Um, Washington's running backs this weekend will be Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson. So most, so uh, yeah, Brian Robinson is out. I just want to see Terry McLaurin have like twelve catches. That's probably well, not going to happen. He probably won't play very much. That means it's like the only chance that they have at competing against Dallas. I feel like. I would not be surprised if Dallas just rolls in there and wins like 42-7. This same Dallas team barely beat the Texans. Hey, Colin. It's true. Colin, we got news last night that I didn't see until just now. Adam okay. Schefter. NFL never considered an eighth playoff team being added for each conference. Ooh. It was fun while it lasted, even if it was never real, according to J.P. Finley. So it was never real, Colin. You were all hyped up. Come on, last night at the game, before the game. I thought it was you. Awesome. No, he no, was, no, I was even making was, the joke. No, it was, he was like, the Bears aren't, they're not out. They're not out. They're not out, Spencer. No, I didn't go full that way. I said, yay, the commanders will disappoint us one more week. Is actually Yeah, the but then you said they need this, this, and this to happen. And I was like, well, it's not going to yeah, happen. I was just giving you the scenarios, but I knew they wouldn't do it anyway. 
Yeah, to be fair, that was just kind of all pro football focused speculation of what but they everybody potentially else could do. Like, um, you, you said Rap Sheet was reporting it. I know Sunday no, Night Football Rap put Sheet it. never reported that. Are you sure? I thought that's what... Nope. He reported the coin toss stuff that they are that now was last going night. to. I was talking about this yesterday afternoon when the 18 possibility was circulating. Well, the only thing I saw was the pro football focused. tweet. Yep. That no, pro football talk. Just that. I saw Sunday Night Football go with it. No. Well, well yeah, because that's Sunday Night related. Football. It's NBC, NBC so, yeah. Sports. Um, Would have been smart. More so money for the, the only NFL. thing I told you from Ian Rappaport... Was what I sent you guys last night. Got the one seed. Was the considering for the neutral site. What's the the Ravens scenario? Is is uh, Lamar out officially? Yeah, would, he hasn't practiced all week, so he's not playing. Will he ever play again in the Ravens uniform? According to sources, according to Ian Rappaport, who we yeah, just one brought more game. up, said that he would. He's expected to play in the playoffs. So that's the go. Ravens' expectation. That's my expectation if he is healthy enough. So, I don't know. There's He's a lot of out. stuff going on around, and we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But yeah. um, pretty much if the Ravens and Bengals are tied uh, for the division or whatever the case, I don't even know how, how it works with them playing one less game. If they will play, if they end up playing in the wild card round. Yeah. Then it's going to be a coin toss to determine if it's in Baltimore or in Cincinnati. And then there was a bunch of other stuff the that was a, be coin tosses. The AFC Championship will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games, and both could have played the both could have been number one seed and hosted the game. Had an all played a full seventeen game regular season. Those circumstances include Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team, and are listed below. Scenario one: Buffalo and Kansas City both win. Or both tie a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship would be a neutral site game. Scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Baltimore wins or ties and Buffalo plays Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Uh, If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati. Well, that makes total sense because it what they will have Sweet. defeated. I've actually a major problem with this now. Yes, yeah. because <laughs> the Ravens have a chance to be two and zero against the Bengals, which would be the only way that they would play in the wild card next week. And you're telling me we have to go to Cincinnati because of a coin flip? That's stupid, right? But because they played one fewer game, they missed the opportunity at winning the division. Yeah, but Last we beat week. them twice. So that should just be in our house. Shouldn't Not my been. fault that you played one less game. Nobody's <laughs> fault. Nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Easy there, man. Easy there. I'm just well, saying that that's, that's dumb, in my opinion. If the Ravens dumb. have two, whatever. The, the neutral it, site's it, dumb. It, 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 the whole thing's just kind of a weird situation. That's why you should have just done the A-team. Just do the A-team. No. no. Why do you want the A-team playoff? You really want to see the commanders in the playoffs? No, he really does. Even yeah, if he it's does. the AFC, it makes more money. It's a better bracket. You don't have Colin's to worry about the neutral about money site. These last few hours, <laughs> we, we, we said money. it's about the business, right? You, you the said yesterday is, yourself, NFL's a business. It makes sense weird. to go to an eight team. Then forget about the seating. Truly, I don't know. The whole thing is just thing. weird. It's a touchy subject because 
you know, obviously this player almost died. Tamar Hamlin is doing better, better, though. And his um, breathing tube has been removed, and he's been able to speak to his family and care team. Believe the Buffalo Bills, he FaceTimed them. He FaceTimed them. So it's miraculous recovery for him. Yeah. And that's awesome to see. But it has made things very weird in the NFL. Yes. Postseason. And they don't really have much of an option other than I thought the thing that kind of made sense to me was maybe just play the AFC Championship the week of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And then have give everybody the off week this week, and then they play that makeup game with the Bills and the Bengals this week. That made push everything sense back. To me. Logistically, though, that'd be tough. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess ticket sales, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's all very tough. Right? All right. So I guess this is the best they could come up with. They're trying their best. Uh, we just have to for a very it. unfortunate situation. And at the end of the day, right? It doesn't matter if you're home or away, really. Like, you just got to go out there and you got to beat the teams that are in your, your way schedule. to make the Super Bowl. So just go out there and do that, and then you don't have to worry about all that other stuff if you're in the playoffs. All right, well, we'll hit the break now. When we come back, we'll make some predictions for this weekend and talk uh, Capitals as well as Wizards. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, delivered to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Get on the other side of this break. We'll talk NFL matchups, get our predictions, and the Capitals and Wizards. After this two-minute break, you're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click on it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Hefley Motor Company, just off I-81 at 993 Hedgesville Road, is a family-owned and operated business providing the Eastern Panhandle with the highest quality pre-owned vehicles and customer service since 1997. Hefley is a pre-owned Carfax Advantage dealer. We're proud to be your partner serving the community. You're local, we're local, so why not buy local? Call us at 304-267-7172 or see us at 993 Hedgesville Road. And if you want to sell your car, we buy cars too. Check us out at Hefley.com. Hefley Motor Company, a nice place to do business. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Nick and Colin hanging out with you today. As we uh, get ready to wrap things up on this edition, we'll, we'll uh, kind of predict some games. Who do we have tomorrow's games, 4.30, which you can tune into right here on Talk Radio WRNR, 4 p.m. from Westwood One and doubleheader at 8.15, Titans-Jaguars. Who you guys got? Chiefs-Raiders. I think this is easy. The Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs. All right. Titans-Jaguars. I believe this is for the division, right? Yes. It's for everything. Well, no, it's not for the division because the Jaguars are no, yeah, both the 8-9. You're right, yes. Yeah. It's for the division, and I'm picking Jacksonville at home. I think they've just been playing the better football lately. Me as well. They are favored in this one. You're picking the Jacks. They are favored by six and a half. All right, on to Sunday's slate. Uh, Buccaneers, Falcons. Falcons favored by four. Wow. Um, Give me Tampa. Well, the Bucs, they're not playing for anything, so I don't know if it really even matters. Yeah. I'll take Bucs, though. Sure. I think Brady said he's going to go out there and play. So if Brady's playing, they're going to yeah. win. Yeah. All right. Patriots, Bills. Bills going to play uh, for Hamlin. They're going to get the win. They're already favored in, by seven in this one. I 100% agree. Are the are the Bills playing? Because I don't understand all this one seed scenario. So do they need to play their players? I guess they probably want to knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. So I'll take the Bills. All right. Vikings, Bears. Uh, Nathan Peterman starting for the Bears, and I'm assuming Kirk Cousins, maybe he starts, but he doesn't play much. They're playing the Vikings. I'm going with uh, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Vikings are give favored Vikings. by eight. Yeah, give Vi- me the Vikings. Vikings give me the points, because I still think they have a shot at the one seed potentially. No, I think it's actually Dallas, Philly, and San Fran, but still give me the Vikings. All right. Nick, you pick. You already. Yeah, I'm picking. Ravens, Bengals, Bengals favored by nine and a half. Then this one, give me the Bengals. Bengals taking the points. Yeah, uh, Ravens. <laughs> Not surprised there. Uh, Texans, Texans, Colts. The battle for the number one seed. Just kidding. Or the number one uh, draft spot. Just kidding. Colts uh, win. Colts, Texans, Jets, Dolphins. Does not even have a line on this game. Is it even then? The Jets are starting Flacco. Yeah, they are. I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm going with the Dolphins, too, because it's for their playoff must win for that. Yeah. All right, Panthers, Saints. Panthers by three and a half. I'm going Panthers. Going Panthers as well. Uh, Panthers, I guess. All right, Brown Steelers. Give me the Steelers. I'm going Steelers, even though it wouldn't matter after Miami already won. Really? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. All right. Hmm. Who you got, Nick? I'll go uh, Pittsburgh. They've been playing good football. Chargers, Broncos, give me the Chargers. 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 All right, Giants, Eagles, give me the Giants because it doesn't matter because the Eagles are going to stop playing their players halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. Is Hurt starting? I still want to No, he's hurt. not. Then give me the Giants. All right, rapid, rapid fire here. Cardinals, 49ers, 49ers. 49ers. Niners. Rams, Seahawks, Seahawks. Seahawks. Rams. Cowboys, Commanders. Commanders. Dallas, which then Stafford's they playing, get to win I the think. division. I saw something that Stafford's right, playing Nick, to get Nick the Lions just, in the playoffs. Just, I, didn't, I didn't hear the game. but Cowboys, Commanders. Who cares, Cowboys? All right, Packers, Lions. Pack. Packers. Packers. 
All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, tonight, EPAC Hoops Action, Spring Mills at Martinsburg. We'll have the game for you, 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 tip-off. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for some EPAC Hoops and on Monday at noon. Mm-hmm.